Hey, I'm Kevin. Hey, I'm Johnny E. Tune into our radio show, Philly Rock Live. We play the classic hard rock and metal from the 70s and 80s. We grew up on. We play the new music those same bands are making today. And we play new music from around the world. Not to mention the great bands from our own local scene. You will not hear a mix of music like this anywhere else. If it kicks ass, we, we play, play it. Philly Rock Live. Thursday, 7 to 9 p.m. Philly time. On phillyrockradio.com. Listen online with your mobile device or even your smart speaker. And now, and now, it's time for another edition of the Sports and Metal Podcast. We talk hard-hitting sports and bone-crunching metal. Sports and Metal, because sports and metal go better together. Now here's your host, Jason Voorhees, and Aaron Savage. Oh yeah! Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Sports and Metal Podcast. We are your we are your hosts, as always. This is Aaron Savage. With me, as always, my partner in crime, right over there, Mister Jason Voorhees. Oh yeah. Uh, tonight we have what's up, Jay? How are you? Uh, we have a very special guest tonight. Um, before we bring them out, I want to just give a shout out to our sponsors. First and foremost, uh, La Terrain Watches. Make sure you visit their website, www.laterrain.com. That's L-A-T-O-U-R-A-I-N-E.com. You're going to want to use promo code SNM at checkout. That's the letters SNM, as in sports and metal. And you're going to save 10% off your purchase. Also, I want to give a big shout out to our newest sponsor, uh, BetUS. Uh, use our affiliate link, which you could see right here below me. Um, use that affiliate link, BetUS. You're going to get 125% bonus plus free bets on your first $100 deposit. Um so without further ado, I, like I said, we have a very special guest tonight, but I'd be remiss if I didn't at least mention uh, the losses we've suffered this past week in the rock and roll and metal world. Uh, and they always say things come in threes, and, it, you know, it seems to be the case this week. Um, first, we lost Jeff Beck at the ripe old age of 78 years old. Um, guitar legend, one of the most influential players in the genre. Uh, rock, blues, metal, guitarists of, across the board influenced by Jeff Beck. Uh, Jeff started out in the Yardbirds, then he had the Jeff Beck group, um, which had, you know, introduced the world to Rod Stewart and Ronnie Wood. Um, in the 80s, Rod Stewart and, and uh, Jeff Beck crossed paths again. They recorded a track. Uh, why am I drawing a blank on the name of that track? What was that track called, Jay? Oh, um, People Get Ready. Um, and it ended up being, they, that track was buried and it was released two years later. They recorded that in 1983. Rod Stewart bumped into Jeff Beck on the streets in L.A. And they said, oh, we'll just they hadn't seen each other in years since like the late 60s. And uh, they said, oh, why don't we get in the studio for a day? Jeff Beck had a bunch of demos. He didn't think anything would work with Rod's vocals. Um, then he was hanging out one day, came out with that. They did a cover of it. Um, I think Miles Davis did that originally. Uh, it, it was shelved until it was re released on Jeff Beck's album in 1985. Um, so, like I said, Jeff Beck, I mean, Duff McKagan played with Jeff Beck on... He just did Ozzy's record, ordinary or not an ordinary man, the new one. Uh, but he's all over the place, Jeff Beckett. It's a big loss. Um, then we lost Lisa Marie Presley. Obviously, she's not metal, but she's Elvis's daughter. We have to mention her. I mean, unbelievable. 54 years old, tragic loss, way too young. And then I just saw today, I got news that we lost uh, Bachman Turner overdrive drummer, Robbie Bachman. He died. He, I think he was in his 70s. But so rest in peace to them. Um, 
Well, now let's get on a little more positive vibe here, Jay. I know you're excited for this guest. Very <laughs> excited. Yep, yep. So um, yes, we have a very yes. special guest. Like I said, we're going to bring him out right now. Uh, please welcome to the show, um, Hale Sagan. Um, what's up, guys? Hey! Hi, what's <laughs> How's up? How's it going? Not much, man. How are you? Doing good. Pretty good. Just good. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. We're super happy to have you guys on the show. We're happy to be here. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, yeah. So before we get started, I'm going to introduce the tell the audience a little bit about you guys. Uh, Hell Sagan is an active rock metal music project out of Los Angeles. I know before we went live, you guys told us you're now based and in Las Vegas. Our, uh, yeah, Las Vegas. We yep, have to yep, update um, everything. <laughs> <laughs> so you're Sagan Amory, the, the, the powerhouse vocalist of the project, and on guitar is uh, ESP guitarist Nick Quijano. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Quijano, uh, yep. Yeah, I'm, okay. Yep. Formerly of Power Man 5000. I know you did their 2014 record. Yes, um, of the future. Yep, yep. You, you uh, co-wrote a lot of that album, mm -hmm. produced it, um, played some kick-ass guitar on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Hell Sagan, like I said, they're they're a, an awesome band. Their stage show features state-of-the-art electronics, interactive surprises for the audience that include bubbles, balloons, lasers. Um their, their, their hit, uh, Doors Will Open, was featured on the Demolition Derby-themed racing video game, Wreckfest, which can be played on Xbox, PlayStation, and Steam. And um, both Sagan and Nick have an extensive background in music. Uh, they seamlessly fuse many genres. I know Jay and I are new to you guys. I mean, I'm so glad you guys reached out to us because yeah. we're, we're super fans already. Well, we were, we were, I think we were already following you guys on one of my account we have a bunch of different accounts and i and then i saw something that went by about sports and metal and i'm like oh yeah sports and metal i was like i like sports and metal <laughs> i mean can't go wrong no, you can't here we go. Are. it's the best combination that anyone ever thought of you guys did a good yeah. job with that. thank you we appreciate okay. it i mean you guys talk about fusing all these different genres i mean jay yeah. and i've been talking all week i mean we hear industrial we hear some pop i'm yeah. hate hater bait you know, sounds like it could be Methods of Mayhem, you know, yeah. Tommy yeah. Lee, 1998. I mean, yeah. we're hearing all kinds of influences here. Yeah, Hater Beat was like an influence from like my old school music days of punk rock and hardcore from the New York Tri-State area where I grew up. Um, you can like, if you can ever listen to that kind of music, you'll definitely hear where that came from for sure. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I was telling Aaron, like, obviously... You know, there's a ton of genres, but I, I, I definitely like I I see Nine Inch Nails. I see yeah. Marilyn Manson, huge Marilyn Manson fan here. I love Marilyn Manson. I don't think he gets the credit that yeah. as an artist. I, I, I know a lot of people, you know, just look at him as like this pop figure, but like no, just the stuff that he does and, and, and the style that you guys have, it just kind of. Right away, I was like, oh, my God, it's Marilyn Manson. It's Nine Inch Nails. It's definitely Fear Factory. Uh, but I also see a lot of, you know, the new new metal kind of stuff in, in your music as well. Uh, just like Aaron said, I had never, like, really listened. I, I think I heard one of your songs before. I went back and I did a deep dive and like I'm hooked on it. You guys, oh, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> so yeah, we're, we're definitely big fans now for sure. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's a blessing. No, really great. Um, and everything you said, those bands that you all said, those are like are pretty much our influences. Yep. 
especially Nine Inch Nails. Nick and I are huge Trent Reznor fans. Yeah, we love Nine Inch we Nails. We are like, like bowing down, you know, to Trent Reznor. So I like that you can hear that because we talk about our influences and we always wonder, does anyone hear, you know, what we, like what we feel about it? Does, does that like, can you hear that? Does that convey that sound through? Like are other people catching that, you know? That's cool I, mean, I hope so because totally. uh you know i was telling i think the word i used with aaron earlier when, when we were talking about you know because we always prep for the show and like yeah. I, I said aaron this music is like hypnotic like i feel like i'm in a trance when i listen to it and i, I agree i'm also like you know i i think you know the fact that you know both of you guys you know have like brought just a different you know, perspective to it and the music just kind of meshes and like, I don't know, like, I can't wait to see you guys live. Yeah, <laughs> we have think- fun live. We've always had a good time at our shows. We tried to make the shows interactive because Nick and I were talking about, because we're music fans, you know, <clears throat> and we talked about like, what do we like about a show that we've been to and what do we, what do we don't like? Like when we were putting together our stage plan and everything. And I was like, for me, I think that like, the most important thing was to not feel bored because there's been times that, you know, you go to a show and it's just kind of, and it's fun. You're listening to music, but sometimes you're just kind of like, I want to see something different. And as someone who's been to like 15 or 16 bar shows, I think it is that I've been to, I was like way up front, like splashing in my face. You know, I love it. And I was like, well, we're not going to do that, but I want to do something that it's at least interactive where the people can walk away and go, wow, I really enjoyed that. I want to do that again. And then Nick had a lot of background with that with Power Man, so he'll tell you about it. Yeah, so we we incorporate a lot of stuff. We, we're like the only band doing bubbles at on time, stage yeah. at the time. Yeah. And so, yeah, we, we, Balloons we basically did as much stage lighting and crazy stuff as we could. So you walk away um, with fake snow in your hair, yeah. uh, sticky from bubbles. Yeah, just or... remembering, having, <laughs> it's almost like it has a visceral effect. It's like, you're not just hearing music, you're also feeling everything. Like there's something that you can take home with you, it's a part. So I always felt that way about like shows like Guar and other interactive shows where you can, you know, or when someone's, I guess, spouting out like confetti, you can bring some of it home, you know, it's kind of cool. It's like Starbucks, you're creating the experience, not yeah. experience. Yeah. Because as a music fan, you know, you know what you like. So if you can bring that to the table when you're creating, it's really cool. It gives you a another way of like kind of handling it as opposed to just being like, well, I'm just making something. I don't really know. You know, it was kind of fun yeah. for us to collaborate in that way. Mm-hmm. Sure. So so how did the collaboration start? Tell us, how did you guys, you Sagan, you mentioned you were from the East Coast. Yeah. Um, what brought you out West? How, how, how did the project commence? Tell us, give us a little bit of background about all this. So I moved to Los Angeles a few years after he did. And we, I don't know if you've ever been to LA, but it's really big. Like it's hard to- I have. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. You know it's, it's, it's really big. It just And there's this weird thing about people that live there. Like if you live on the other side of town, they won't be your friend because it's too far. And the traffic is like four hours if sure. you go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like a joke. Like if you're on the West side and I'm over in the, in, in like, in, in like, South Hollywood or something, or, or North Hollywood rather, then I'm not coming to see you because you're too far. I and mean, we could either meet halfway or just not be friends because this isn't going to happen, right? Or I'll see you at the club or something, you know? <laughs> well, Nick had, we had hit each other up online and he was like, oh, let's like meet, you know, somewhere. So 
It turned out we were two blocks away. Yeah, we lived like two blocks away so from each other. Yeah. That's like serendipitous. I don't know what is, you know. And he he was like, you know, he's in Power Man. He's getting ready to go out on a month long tour with them. He's like, I want to write. I was working with some other people, and he was like, I want to write a song for you and let's like for you to sing. And I want to see like let's see what happens, you know. So I was like, at first I was kind of busy with a bunch of things and he had to, he had to force me to do it. Cause I was just like, you know, fucking off. Am I allowed to say fuck? You <laughs> I can just, say whatever you want. <laughs> no, We're not FCC regulated here. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good. The beauties of the web. Less regulation, better. Um, I like to say fuck. I don't, I try not to too much, but sometimes it comes out. Um, but yeah, like I was fucking off. Like I was just doing my own thing and other stuff. But he was just like, He's like, check this out. And he wrote this like really cool riff and he sent it to me. I was like, wow, that's that's really good. People would send me music and it always it wasn't always like, you know, something that like spoke to me, you know. So I was like, all right, you've convinced me. Let's do something. So we went into the studio and we recorded Dark Cloud. Which I love. Love my that favorite song. song. Yeah. And, nice. <laughs> and and it was funny because when when we started working on it, he was like, I was like, what should I write this about? And then I was dealing with someone who had been bullying me. Like I had somehow always dealt with bullies in my life, but this person was like relentless. Like I had to keep blocking them. They kept like threatening. It was like ridiculous. And I was just like, I'm just gonna write about what's happening to me right now. This is like how, it, it was almost like a cathartic, like yeah. I'm gonna just write this out and I'm gonna make it work in this song. And Nick was just sitting there and I was like, this is how I feel <laughs> right now about this situation. And then we just like sat down and made it work. I don't know, it just worked. Put it together. You know, it That's just awesome. happened. And then we wanted to make a video and everyone was like, oh, your ideas are too grandiose. You'll never pull it off in LA. And I was like, if it's meant to be, it'll be. That's it. That's how I function in life. It's supposed to happen, it'll happen. And if not, oh well. So Nick and I started casting and got people to come out and want to be in the video. We just put like a casting call out. Whoever showed up was in it. <laughs> awesome That's awesome cool. yeah. So, yeah. so you guys released your first ep in 2017 the self-titled uh, ep correct yeah 2016 it was in october 2016 and okay. i know that google says 2017 i don't know where they got that information from <laughs> i've tried to fix it they don't want to hear it and i just i can't do anything about it um okay. i think the ep was kind of like us showcasing like what can we do let's play around with the sound so if you listen to all the different songs it's like they're all a little different. We hadn't really found our sound yet, I think. A hundred percent. And I see that. Like, for example, Alternate. I'm guessing that was released as a one-off single. Now, that alternate is about an alternate universe. That was... I started writing that in the middle of the night one night. I got up at like two in the morning. I couldn't sleep. I went into the studio, jumped on the dial, and was just like, I'm going to try to remember how to use this thing. I hadn't done it in a while. I started... The actual vocal recording on that is me playing around. Nick kept it. Yep. Sometimes the best songs are written that way. And it's funny wow. you say that that was written in the middle of the night because I was going to describe the track as ethereal. Yeah, it was like me not being, that was like insomnia. And it was like it has a real dreamy like, sound to yeah, it. That song. Something told me, get up and write this. And, I, and that, so when I'm like, you know, hum, 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 that's just me kind of just like, you know, I'm like kind of just like putting noise out there just to, because I was messing with the sounds. And then Nick was like, Check this out. He had played with it when I was sleeping. And yeah, I she up. went to bed and then I turned it into a song. And I was like, <laughs> what the heck? 
And then I was like, should we re-record those? Because I wasn't really like singing. I'm not singing. Like, that's just me messing. That whole thing's me messing around. Like, he goes, no, nah, it sounds perfect. I was like, really? Yeah. You all know, all I, we did was we yeah. wrote a chorus and that was done. And and that was it. And, and I was like, all right. And then we knew it was very different from the other stuff we had released. But it, to me, I looked at it more as like a ballad or a love song kind of. Like, you know, every band has, metal band has like that one song that's like super chill. Even Slipknot did that. What was the song? Um, I'm not gonna be able to remember. Uh, oh, uh, wait and bleed. No, uh, no, no. It was a slow. No, it was like. Uh, I remember what Corey Taylor his yeah, first solo from Spider Man, the solo track. You remember? It was like I think it was like about eight or ten years ago. It was like I'm drawing a blank. But I don't know the name. Corey does everything. Corey I'm sorry, everything. Corey. I still love you. I just really can't remember the name. It's, it's gonna come to me when we're done. By the way, it's gonna, I'm gonna blur it out. I'm gonna blur a really beautiful slow slipknot song probably eight or ten years ago i'm really not sure maybe it was like 2010 2000 i don't know anyway the point it's is on the all hope is gone uh album and i think you're talking about the track uh snuff maybe or yes it's no. snuff what a absolutely gorgeous beautiful song but how do you go from like you know wait and bleed to that and it's just so seamless like it was just i thought it was just so cool that they did like a it's not quite a love song actually it's, it's kind of disturbing and i think it's about unrequited love or a broken heart but anyway the point is is that it is kind of like a love song and it's just nice and they're not screaming or it's not like crazy metal it's just a nice chill song and i think alternate is like our snuff you know it's kind of like they have they not to cut you off but they actually have a brand new album out and they have a track on that record that's kind of like it blows you away because it's like yeah, that's yeah, I have to check that out because well, I, I, I get what you're saying. Like it's yeah. it's kind of like almost like a shock to the system. Well, it's so. almost like it shows the dynamics like behind a band that doesn't have to stick to like you don't get pigeonholed or stick to like a, a schedule of well, this is what we're going to keep doing over and over again. It's almost it like it's shows fresh. Yeah. It yeah, it's it's boring to do the same song over and over again. And Nine Inch Nails <laughs> did it. You get like from head like a hole to hurt. Yeah. Like yeah. you know what I mean. So I think that we felt okay doing it um you know and a lot of people had a positive response i know it's not as popular as doors will open but that's okay because i still think it serves a value people are still actively listening to it i get a notification that says people are listening to your songs which blows my mind and i'm like oh you know they're listening to alternate cool i wonder what they're doing you know are they just sitting down into the stars just like you know looking for ufos it's possibly um, my favorite song by you guys. It's it's yeah. right there. <laughs> it's I love it. Like it, it's it's touching, really. And honestly, uh, you know, you, you guys talked about your influences as a band as a whole. Uh, uh, Sig, and I'm I'm curious, as a female vocalist, who like who did who did you idolize growing up? Like who did you who do you try to model your sound and your style? Because you have yeah. a unique uh, range. Yeah. It. So I have like five different singing voices, which we always laugh about because sometimes they'll come out and Nick will look at me in the studio and be like, where's that one from? You know, it, my voice is really dynamic in the sense of I can scream, I can sing really light, I can sing like I can belt like I'm in church, you know, like I have this like dynamic range and over the years I've really cultivated it and worked really hard to perfect it. Um, I would say my, I mean, I am all over the board and I'm going to draw a huge blank and I'm not going to remember, but um, one of my favorite female vocalists actually is Bjork. Okay. From Iceland. Okay. I wouldn't have expected that, but yeah. 
I don't sound anything like her, but she's an inspiration to me though. Um, sure. And um, our influences are nothing like the music that yeah. we have. <laughs> like, well, for instance, like one of my vocal influences is is Peter Steele from Typo Negative. I don't I'm sound a huge typo guy. Yeah. I'm a huge typo fan. Well, that was something that drew us together, by the way, when we asked each other, like, what's your favorite band, like your favorite metal band, like heavy, like I was like, Typo Negative. He's like, oh my God, me too. And actually, if you listen to Stealing the Crown, that's yep. actually, okay, so if you listen, there's like, in the, uh, in the like, bridge of the song, there's crickets. We put crickets in there. So they did birds, like in, um, what was it? Exactly. Uh, was it Christian Woman or? Yeah, it Chris, and Christian Woman on the bridge yeah. part. The slogan, yeah. The yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of an homage to. He liked to love. Yeah. Love. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So that, yeah. the bridge of that song is essentially a typo negative bridge, but with crickets instead of birds. You got that song. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So we, and that, and if you, and if you hear that song, Stealing the Crown, it has some. You know, it's not as well. The long term, like the long version of Christian Woman, goes on forever. I love the long version. That's the ver That's to me the only version. Yeah, I don't <laughs> listen to the radio edit. I'm like, no. no, I want the whole thing. I want, I want the whole like breakdown. It starts, to, you know. Um, yeah. And um, with stealing the crown, we didn't have the ability to make the song that long, but you could hear some of those transitions in there where it goes from like soft to heavy. And um, the song actually initially had screaming. We ended up removing the screaming. I don't know if that was good or bad but um there was you know in our inner team we had a kind of a battle with screaming versus singing we had people that we were working with that didn't want me to scream at all and then there was people that you know were like oh you should emphasize it was it, i kind of felt torn sometimes with so we kind of just tried to mix it up a little okay so tell us about this up uh, well before we go on I, I i i lost my train of thought like i wanted to ask you nick what are your biggest influences as a guitar player? As a guitar player? Yeah, um, and, and as a musician in general. Well, I would have to say uh, definitely Nine Inch Nails. Um, Trent Reznor, he's an underrated guitar player. Um, the Cure. I have a big influence of The Cure. Um, who else? Uh, uh, Dimebag Daryl. He... I saw your social media post when you were at Dime's grave. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's yep. a huge fan, and we went there. We were on tour down there, and we got to stop by, and that was really nice and um, to go and pay our respects. Yeah. And what's really awesome is his brother, Vinny Paul, had discovered us on YouTube, which was mind-blowing to me. And I'm like, how do you – like, because you, when you put this stuff out, you don't really know who's looking at it, and the people that have contacted us from the music industry, it's always like – super flattering but also just mind-blowing is the best way to describe it because i can't believe it you know and he and he one day you know we're gonna headline a show in las vegas and everyone's going there's many paul there's many paul in the audience and i'm like oh please don't tell me this right before i go on stage i already have enough stage fright you know and apparently and i just thought he stumbled in there you know because people stumble into shows all the time in las vegas they just see a show's going on he's a music yeah. fan and i just thought he happened to find his way in and it was like no he came to see hell Sagan, and i went that's I awesome I was yeah. like, what? How? Awesome. How? <laughs> and, and Nick was just like, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> and then he watched the entirety of our show. We were the headliners, so he stayed the whole time. That is amazing. And he went yeah. to the very end, and then he sent a messenger to come tell us that he wanted us to meet with him after the show. So we met with him at a casino bar 
like had like a cover band thing going on where he liked to hang out and um we spent the whole night jamming out to night. cover tunes with Vinnie Paul and his crew. Yeah, and that's had, fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and he pulled us aside and he asked me, he goes, he goes, so I hear you guys produce like your own stuff. I was like, pretty much, yeah. Because you made those that video, Doors Open. I'm like, yeah, we made it ourselves, just us two. We were passing a camera back and forth. He was like, I can't believe it. And he was just like so floored that <laughs> it was just the two of us that were doing so much. And he was just so... I guess impressed by us, which was impression. I was impressed, like that he even. I was just sitting there. I know oh, you're the good one. I don't one know anything. One of the anything. best musicians yeah. to I'm walk the face going, of the earth. I'm like, I don't know anything. You're no. I want to praise you. Stop. Let me get down and praise you. You know. And he was just so sweet. And um, the the Abbots were very nice. Guys. Really wonderful yeah. human beings. And and then we were talking a little about about a little bit about possibly opening for them on a on a tour. And oh wow that would have been amazing yeah and then we were on stage in new jersey and we played a really great show and as soon as i stepped off the stage someone ran up and said he had passed away and i was just like what oh, the nicest yeah, human terrible. being like i've ever met in the music industry and i was we were both just really sad and yeah that's not a the story, even just about you the know the whole world was sad yeah, because everybody has a story of hanging out with Vinny or yeah, dime yeah and yeah. And they're always, they were always such awesome guys. Really likable, likable people. And it was yeah. really sad. So we, um, everybody was their family. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. If I may just add to Vinny's point though, it is super amazing and impressive that you guys, you know, self-produce all the stuff, the videos, the music. I mean, it, it really is a credit to you. I mean, the videos are freaking, the, the music is obviously awesome, but the videos too, I mean, are something to behold. I mean, everybody get on YouTube and check out Hell Sagan. <laughs> And check out all their videos. Unbelievable. The production like value is different in every one of them. Yeah, we try to do something different to, so people aren't. I think my biggest thing is I don't want anyone to ever feel bored because I can get bored really easily. So I like just try to make it so if it doesn't bore me, I'm hoping it doesn't bore you. That's how I, I think. But isn't that what we do? It kind mm -hmm. of like, and one of the other things we always do is after we write our music, we go into our car and play it in there. We blast it and we're just sitting there like, is this something we would fucking listen to if we were going yeah. somewhere? You know what I mean? What like, better test is there? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And if I say I wouldn't listen to this, then it doesn't get released. Because it's just like, if I go, I don't like, I don't think this is like listenable or I don't like think anyone would like this. We'll, or we'll try to make it better or whatever. Mm -hmm. But we're pretty good with like infusing that perspective. That's the it. good thing about doing everything ourselves, though, is yeah. that we can spend the, the time to make it right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's um, true. And we enjoy mm -hmm. Nick and I are both artists, like real, like not just music, but he and I are both. We draw, we paint, we create, and when we make the videos, we apply a lot of our art perspective into it. And um, when you watch Stealing the Crown, we're up in the snow in the mountains. I hand sewed that cape I'm wearing. Like I created the everything. Like, I was gluing things. We do together. everything yeah, in like, those we videos. Make the set, we make the set design. That's amazing. And yeah. So we're always like building on our stage. We always build like something. He's building stage show stuff all the time. Like when we were living in 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 Hollywood, we had an apartment, and we'd be in the parking lot with like he'd have like a saw out there. And there'd be like dust flying, <laughs> and the landlord would be like, Why are you cutting stuff in the You're not supposed to what be doing construction? What are you doing in the parking lot with dust? <laughs> and we'd be like dust flying and stuff building in a parking lot. It was really funny. Yeah. That's cool. Well, we, we've, we've talked so much about your past material. Why don't we talk about what's going on with you guys now? We're so, so you guys have a, a an EP coming out. It's mm -hmm. called Disclosure. Yep. Yes. When should the fans expect it? 
Okay, so the first song is going to be released in two weeks on the 27th of January. There it is. Right they can, everybody can pre-save the single <laughs> alongside their own. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be out on Spotify January 27th. Oh, I have that yeah. correct? It'll be on everything. So we're premiering on 94.1 FM JJO out of Madison, Wisconsin, which is the hardest rock and metal station in the Midwest. And then it'll be on Spotify, on every major streaming um, platform. You can get it on um, so Apple Music, Amazon, whatever, you know, whatever's out there. And um, and then in a few days after or a week after, we haven't really decided yet, but a few days or a week after, we're going to drop the video. We made a video. Awesome. It's a really fun, interactive lyric video. So we're in the video, but there's like lyrics going and all this stuff happening to go along with the song. I'm really, really stoked about it. Awesome. So t and tell us a little bit more about what the rest of the EP is going to be like. What, what's the sound? Is the sound going to be different than what we've come to expect from the band? What, tell it. us about it. So Nick and I produced it ourselves. We didn't have an outside producer. Yep. Um, it's so just, the first round of music where we did everything ourselves. Like literally yeah. all the instruments. We played all guitar. It. Produced it. We both played guitar. We both, I sang. He he didn't sing on this one, although he did backup there, sing. There's a couple also. little backup Oh, yeah, he did do a couple backup spots. He does some of the backup stuff. In, in, um, and then um, what else did we do? Oh, um, we did have it mixed and mastered outside, though. We had... Um, Side class sounding in Kentucky. They they did the mix and master on, it's, um, on the stuff. So Cole Cole, 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 Clark, Cole Clark. He mixed and mastered it, and it came out really nice. Yeah, we're really happy. It, I think it's our best work. Yeah, I agree. I can't wait to hear it. And <laughs> it's, a, it's like it's like an amalgamation of like everything we've ever done. And when does the full EP drop? Okay, so we're doing it a little differently this time. We're going to slow drip it for you guys. Okay. So that you don't miss anything. So that's stuff. become the way. I mean, bands are doing that across the yeah. board now. New music models now. It's the normal way to do it, but we're yep. gonna have another um, track dropping in March. So it's gonna be every six weeks. You know, each song's gonna come with a video, so you get a video for everything. Um, Disclosure is gonna tell a story. So every like track has something to add to the story. Ooh. It's a concept album. Yeah, I was concept. just going to say, would you call it a concept album? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Mm -hmm. So the reason why we did lyric videos is so you can hear, because I know sometimes people ask us, like, what are your lyrics? Because we don't really have them all the time everywhere. And it's hard to, you know, hear what I'm saying when I'm screaming. So the lyrics are going to be there. It's going to help tell the story. You can keep up with the story. Um, disclosure kind of speaks for itself, I think. Maybe you guys get a hint from it. I don't know. I've been kind of. Dropping breadcrumbs for a while online. Yeah, so it's gonna, it's gonna. I'm guessing it's gonna be very autobiographical. Um, I think it's more about actually, it's autobiographical for humans. Okay. So okay. it has to do with a lot of like, um, I mean, I have a, like a lot of spirituality in my life. Um, I'm like very in touch with. Uh, I meditate 20 to 30 minutes a day in silence every day for the last two years. Um, I run a meditation group. It's small. It's on Facebook. It's only got about 400 or so followers, but we have like a close knit kind of community. And I, I post in there um, after certain meditations where I feel like I'm inspired to share something I've learned. And um, something that I have had a hobby with for a really long time, most of my life, I'd say, is I like stargazing, you know, just being out and looking up. Sure. Um, 
And now that we're really close to the 37th parallel in the weird zone, you know, definitely here, the weird zone out in here. the desert, um, we've seen a lot of really interesting things up in the sky that have made us question a lot of stuff. Um, and there's just a lot of things that are unknown about reality. I'm incredibly um, in tune with quantum physics. Um, I will monologue on it, so don't ask too many questions. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're interested. We're listening. <laughs> um, just like our, our, who we are, why we're here, what, we're, what our purpose is, what we're doing, all that kind of stuff is a big part of my life. And um, I wanted to incorporate it into this EP. And Nick also follows that stuff, not to the extreme that I do, but he's very aware in that sense. And so um, when we talked about doing this, it was like, yeah, this would be really cool. Let's talk about some of the cool stuff that we're into and, and mesh it with kind of some of that other stuff. And it's a good time because I think people are coming out of a thing where everyone's anxious, everyone's feeling, you know, like what's next? What do we expect from the world? Um, what do we expect from ourselves? Who are we? And sure. um, I think this EP will help answer some of those questions and we'll speak to people that are already on that journey and maybe open up a door for those who are, you know, wondering how can they calm anxiety? How can they become more in touch with nature and the stars? Um, are aliens really out there? You know, are we aliens? Are we here to spread a message from the intergalactic, you know, council? I don't know. You have to find out by listening to the EP. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm it's really, really exciting. Cool. Like Aaron will tell you, I'm a huge fan of concept albums. Like to me, like I, I think when I think of concept albums, I think of like Seventh Son of a Seventh Son from Iron Maiden. That's like one of the all timers. Yeah. Um, I just love I love albums that have a story because it kind of gets you to like get more in tune, like as you said, and and ask the questions as opposed to just listening to the music. Like, what is this music saying? What is this saying to me? Um, and music also, should be a guide, right? Mm -hmm. It's thought-provoking. Yeah. 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 One of my favorite concept albums is I just figured I'll drop it because I know you guys are fans. Marilyn Manson, Mechanical Animals. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah. And the art, One of the best albums yeah. ever made. And the art, oh, I agree. That's Manson's masterpiece. It is. In my opinion. That was when he, that, yeah, he reached his height at well, Mechanical that, like, Animals. Wasn't that like proof of him being an artist almost? Yeah. Was, like kind of like, okay, the, the bullshit act of um, I'm the goth guy is over. It's kind of like I'm an artist. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, I love yeah. It, it, it. I mean, it definitely, it was more Bowie than uh, oh, yeah. Alice Cooper at that yeah, point. There's another one. On, on Stardust. For sure. And the art in that was gorgeous with the videos and everything. Of course, yeah. 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 And then, you know, of course, we're Tool fans, so Lateralis is like, mm -hmm. I mean, that to me is like a book that you read inside of your head when you listen to. You know, that's yeah. just like, so inspiring in the sense of like, don't forget the best one of all, Pink Floyd, The Wall. Oh, my gosh. 100%. Although, <laughs> I am partial to Dark Side. And um, Dark Side of the Moon. So that's me. So I'm a Dark I'm with you. I'm, I like Dark Side over The Wall. I'm a huge Floyd fan, by the way. Like, me too. Me too. Huge. Um, but I am I'm the... I'm the weirdo dark side. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, I, you know what? Dark side, I love them both. So it's like picking a favorite yes, finger. Exactly. I mean, you're not going to get rid of one. 
But yeah. dark side to me is just like a journey through life from like birth to death. Yeah. And, and literally, if I'm ever just needing to meditate, oh, yeah. I can lay down in a dark room and play dark side Absolutely. and drift off onto this journey. That with yeah. like no other album can put me on. Yeah, I you only know? listen to like older music these. I don't listen to a lot of music these days because we're writing, so I don't like to listen to anything while I'm writing. But when I'm doing art or something, I like to do like classical violin, whatever. But if I put on like like music with lyrics and all that, I like older music. So Floyd comes on the playlist a lot, and awesome. Dark Side songs are the Dark Side. Dark Side is like to me like. Yeah. They were so ahead of their, their oh, time. Yeah. It's just wonderful oh, musician. Yeah. So absolutely. So call me a weirdo, but I actually like the vision bell. So maybe I'm 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 the weirdo of the group, but like I still love you, Jay. <laughs> I know, but you can't you can't forget an album like Operation Mindcrime by Queensryche. I mean when it's when it comes oh, yeah. to the concept. Yeah. That's a good concept album. And they're another band that I I think influenced a lot of genre. Obviously, they're you know uh, progressive metal, but like they they kind of spawn like some different sounds. So I, I even see that in you guys. Like I said, I see so much with you guys going on there. It's like, oh my god! It's like you cannot <laughs> pigeonhole it. Yeah, you can't pigeonhole it. That's yeah, for sure. Because we just are such huge music fans our whole lives. I mean, music has been literally a part of my life since I can remember. And even when I like, I went to college to study biology. Like I, if that's there's nothing musical about that, and I still found a way to infuse it in my life where I would like, you know, walk through the halls of the university with like my earbuds in and just like listen. I was always like, I always tried to keep in touch with it, and um, and he's just been on tour his whole life. Yeah. <laughs> Since I was, I mean, well, I I don't know where I'd be or what I'd be, who I'd be without music. I mean, yeah. I always say I learned more from music than I ever learned in school. And, 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 and here's the funny thing is all the things I took for granted when I was in school, I started appreciating when I was out of school through music and I went back and started wanting to learn all the stuff I didn't pay attention to when I was in high school yeah. from yeah. song lyrics. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And that's why it's so important to, I think when we started out, um, you know, we were just trying to figure out a sound and, 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 and work together, see how we could even make it work. That was all, like, everything you've seen up to now was us just trying to figure out who the heck we were and what we wanted to do. Sure. It was almost like a beta mode, you know? And um, disclosure is gonna be like, this is like truth. This is like us. This is like, you know, what we want to sound like. This is not even what we want, this is what we sound like. I'm so excited. You know? I Especially after this conversation we just Bill had, Sagan like, has arrived. So ready. Yes, we've arrived. We have. We've had. We don't, didn't have anyone to work with to say I don't like this. Right. Or I don't like that. Right. We we locked ourselves in the studio here for like a year. We've been just like and hermit. just started recording. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what is beautiful. I know everybody that's in a band is like it's coming up. It's like I need to have a manager. I need to have this, and you actually don't. And I'll tell you why you don't because that will influence everything. And it's not always. It's not art for you anymore. No. It's art for a group of people with yeah. different opinions. So when we broke yeah. away from that, I think it took a time of like, I started meditating really heavily. I always meditated, but never like really, really applied myself. You know, I started really meditating, started really taking care of my inner self rather than just worrying about like the outside and, you know, the diet. It's like, there's another whole part of that, you know? And, yeah. and then we just, we just started like, 
we locked ourselves in and we just started like playing our instruments, practicing all the things. Like I got my vocals like so refined. Like it, it's amazing to me because I was always just like hard on myself about my vocals and like so refined that it was just so easy. We just went in and these songs wrote themselves. They really did. You know, it was just crazy the way it happened. The, the greatest albums are written that way. Yeah. You know, the songs just write themselves. Yeah, there were like no obstacles in it. It was just like if everything mm -hmm. flowed, even with when, when we'd finish up a thing and they could go, okay, go write some lyrics to this. Because I write the lyrics to everything, you know. I'd go out into the hammock in the garden and it was just like flow. It was just like words would just start. It was just coming out. Um, this song, the next song, I can't say too much about it because we haven't even started like promoting it yet or anything. But it's heavenly is all I'm going to say in so many ways that I just, when we were, when I was writing this, like Nick was, I said, I don't know where this is coming from. Like, it's like something, it was like almost like I had tapped into something that was just like writing for me, you know, that that's awesome. automatic writing, you know, where like they do it where you can like just sit down and meditate and start and see what comes out of it. You know, it's almost like. It's almost like, like something just overtakes you and, yes. and you're like, yes. Yeah, it's I like, it's like, like a, you know, just coming out, friend. You can't explain where it's coming from. Yeah, you know? and you just and you're feeling it, and then he's like, "Check out this riff," and I'm like, "Oh my god, check this out!" And we get the keyboard, and we're just like, we were just in this flow, and it was like all the stuff was happening, and then we would finish it and send it off to the to Cole at Sight Glass Sound, and be like, "All right, let's see what happens when it's mixed and mastered," because you know the song can sound good, but it really has to be polished up. They got to go in and push you never want to mix your own music no. because. You're burnt out from recording yeah. it, so you need to have a good mix you need and someone else person. to do it. Yeah, yeah. And when That's they, we would, we would get those songs back, and I would be, and I, I never did this with my own music. I would always kind of be like, well, I guess it's okay, you know. I was always unsure, and I was like, oh my god, is that us? <laughs> is that us? Do we really sound like that? And so excited, you know. And wow, like we did that. Like that's so cool. And being proud of myself and not feeling bad about it, because I used to be one of those people where, oh, if I if I say something nice about myself, it means I'm, you know, I'm stuck on myself or something. Or, you know, do you ever feel that way? Like, you ever feel that way? Like, almost like, you know, oh, if I give myself a compliment, it sounds like I'm stuck up or something. Uh, you know? Maybe, but you know, what? I find it very inspirational that you've moved past that and that you're so yeah. proud of what you guys are doing. I think that's an inspiration. Thank you. I really no, do. I now I can see it now. Like we we. We've, we worked our asses off to get to this point. We really did. We took a little break, but I don't know. Nick and I just. We didn't really take a break, though, because in between we were releasing singles. Yeah, we, we did. And we were learning. Um, that too. I, I had to learn how to produce all, all of our stuff so that yeah. we could break away from producers and all that stuff. Oh, and you know what else he learned to do, which was so amazing? Nick is so good at learning stuff. He's so smart. It's like, it to me, it. It's always just amazing to me how he can do anything. I, I seriously, like, if I ask Nick to build me something, he'll build it in, like, five minutes. It's up, and it's, like, it's like he, he thought he used a schematic, and he didn't. <laughs> and he learned how to, like, um, put together our videos. Like, I mean, like, we didn't have to hire somebody to make the lyric videos. He did it. He did it. I learned all of the programs, the all of Adobe After Effects and Premiere in a week. In a week? <laughs> wow. Really good record and do VFX yeah, and all like, that oh, stuff. We want to do a lyric oh. video, but we want to do like six of them. For one thing, that can be really expensive. If you 
go out and get, you know, hire someone. That's like a lot of money. Like, you know, do six videos. You have to say, yeah. is, is it worth it? Are you going to, you know, are you going to get a, a return on that? You know, you never know with music. And yeah. so we were like, I think I was like making a salad one day. And I said to Nick, I was like, no, you just figure out the software real quick. And he goes, well, we have a, we have a, schedule for release and he goes i don't know that's a lot and i was like oh, you can do it and i just kept chopping and i was like you can do it <laughs> and within a week we had like two videos almost completed that's amazing amazing and i was like oh if we can do this what else can we do <laughs> and i was like wow i don't know it was really cool it's, it's been fun we've had so much fun you know that's really the message i want to send is like that's the most important thing is to just enjoy what you do. Don't worry about what the outcome is going to be. Don't worry about like, like, you know, any of that. It's just, it's just enjoy the moment because you don't know if you're going to see it to the end. Who knows? We're not promised any time. Like you said in the beginning, all these people die, and it's like, you know, you're just here for the time you're here, and and so just the life. Like life is just about like this moment right here. This is it. We're living it right now. What yeah, we're doing. One hundred percent. You know, and so it's like, you have to enjoy it. And I think Nick and I had that perspective too, is we're just going to start enjoying this stuff. We're not going to take it seriously. We don't care about fame. We don't care about any of it. It's like, we really just want to enjoy making it and we hope people enjoy listening to it. And that's the whole thing. Anything else is just a bonus, you know? And, you know, to have gotten to that, to that point and to feel that way, I mean, it's got to be liberating. It is. Totally. Yeah. 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 I finally got to put the guitar parts that I want in our songs and, um, have my own influences and all that. And yeah. like not yeah. care, right? Yep, yeah. and it sounds way better than anything we've ever done. So yeah. we're doing it the right way. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> and someone like wrote to me recently and was like, you know, why aren't you signed to a label? I'm like, first of all, we already did that. Second of all, I'm, I'm not saying we're 100% against it if the right deal came along, but it's just that we're not ready to sell out to something that isn't right. You know, we don't want to sell out at all, honestly. It, to me, it would have to be something that was a passion that someone shared with us that could sure. be of, and that just hasn't they happened. shared your vision yeah and that hasn't happened yet and i'm not going to take something just for the name of it or i'm not going to take something just for the cloud i don't care i don't give a shit about cloud and and so it's like i think nick and i decided that we don't really we don't really we, we just want to have a good time we don't really care so yeah, we don't awesome. have a goal for any of this honestly guys it's just we're just making the stuff and throwing it out there and and go here have a gift have fun and then you know we'll just keep we're gonna keep doing it by the way this six song ep concept is half of another concept so it's going to go into the next ep which is also so you're going to have this is going to be like a two-part thing wow so it goes on and on and on <laughs> that's awesome anyway before we before we let you guys go tonight the show is called sports and metal so are you guys sports fans? We are. Yes. We have to ask. So do you have any favorite teams? Well, we like hockey. Yes. Okay. So with the Golden the Knights. Knights here, yeah. The Golden Knights. Knights. Yeah. I know, I know backstage, you Sagan, you told us a little bit about a little something at Yankee Stadium. Okay. So we've been sober. <laughs> we've been sober for six years now. We stopped drinking six years ago. Um, we just aren't good at it. Um, and I'll tell you. Are any of us really good at it? No, but we're, we're like especially bad at it. I mean, Nick and I together with alcohol, we will go. It was it was like shenanigans. 
I got some stories about Jay. No. We used to terrorize the the Hollywood. Yeah, we terrorized the Hollywood. Um, More than like Motley Crue. Yeah, we were bad. And Guns and Roses. And not only that, but we we didn't know how to like stop. It wasn't that we had like any alcohol. Maybe that's alcoholism. I don't know. It probably is. But we were just like, we would just keep people would buy us drinks and they would just keep buying them for us and we wouldn't say no. And it was just like at the end of the day, we'd wake up and we'd wake up in a party where there was like a bottle of whiskey going around like communal and we were drinking out of it and i would just like i would be on the side of the road on the way back puking and so that's like that's that's telling you got, up to this point so then we got kicked out of the bar for playing 80s music we did in the we jukebox. put 80s hair music in the jukebox non-stop they, they threw us out for listening to like winger and shit like that. i wouldn't have thrown you out for that <laughs> I'd be buying the drinks. Listen to you, this. If you play Winger one more time, yeah, or like, it. or it was like Guns and Roses, um, September, no, November Rain. November Rain. If that happened at the Rainbow, I want to speak to the owner. <laughs> they, I don't think they would care there, but this this no. bar, whatever it was, they did not want it, and they they told us to leave. So, so when I went to Yankee Yankee Stadium years prior, I've been there a few times to watch the Yankees, and it's a fun, you know, it's always a fun thing. But I had. We had, there's a, I can't remember what it's called. And I want to say it's called Stands, but I could be getting that wrong because it was a hundred years ago. Okay. There's a bar across the street from the stadium where people go to pregame. And okay. so you have to wait till they let you in when you have, when you're a ticket holder. So everybody went over, I think it, I, I'm calling it Stands. It's probably wrong. Y'all from New York are going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> but that's what my memory is telling me. So whatever. I'm a Mets fan. So I don't remember the bars across from Yankee Stadium. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was called Stands. And if it wasn't, I'm sorry, New York. That's okay. Um, but, and it was a really long time ago. So maybe it's not even there anymore. But I was just like, either not old enough to drink or barely, I don't know. I was always getting into places when I shouldn't. I told you I was bad. Um, well, anyway, we were pre-gaming at that bar and I drank too much beer. There was like, they were giving us these cups of beer. Like, you know, it's a fucking cup of beer. And I was just gulping them down like, ah, beer, baseball, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, Yankees. And then we got to the stadium and I was, fucking trashed <laughs> and we found our seats and we were like in the middle somewhere you know it was a pretty big drop i know i fell at one point and then i puked everywhere i was just throwing up they threw us out of this i think they threw the usher oh. came and was like you gotta get out of here i was throwing up everywhere um oh. then i threw up in a cab and then on the way back i threw up on the side of the road i was throwing it was just like non-stop vomiting and i think that isn't that what happened the last time we got drunk yep Pretty much. So we basically said we were never going to drink ever again. And we held ourselves to that. And we have. I'm proud of you guys. Thank There's you been a lot of times I felt like shit. And I'm like, I'm never going to drink again. And then 48 <laughs> hours later, I'm drinking again. <laughs> what did it was like, we got, I'm pretty sure we had alcohol poisoning. And I called my mom crying. And I think she laughed at me. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure she was giggling like, what the heck? And um, it was bad. He had, he was like on the bed with his head down. And his butt up and his legs <laughs> for like two hours. Oh, jeez. And then somebody threw up in a bowl and then he stepped in it. And then, oh. I, and then I was too drunk to take my sock off. Yeah. <laughs> it was really bad, guys. So we just, we made a pact with each other, right? We were yeah, just like, right. no more. This is the end of this for us. We're going to just not do this ever again. We're going to, we're going to just focus on music and having fun the sober way. So we, we are sober. But we still love sports. We love um, 
Nick and I are really big fans of virtual reality. We're on the Oculus Meta Quest 2 thing. It's like the headset you put on. We play yep, golf yep. in there. We love playing golf. Um, we also shoot zombies. That's kind of a sport, by the way. Yeah, definitely a sport. It's a sport. It's a sport. <laughs> I believe that it is because, you know, it, it's, it, it takes skill. When those hordes of zombies are coming at you, you know, like we have to strategize and stuff, don't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's nothing like zombie paintball on Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what else do you do? There's you know, a year round zombie paintball in Vegas, by the way. Yeah. Oh, really? Awesome. awesome. <laughs> so, but we awesome. like to, like, I'll, I'll play, like, we play top golf. Like, there's a golf plus game. So it has, you can go out on the golf course and just play, like, regular golf. You can also do um, mini golf or you can go to top golf. It's like, I guess um, they're pro like pack or whatever. And you just go up and you're like in like there's a bar there and you can listen to a music um, playlist and you can just shoot balls out on the range. And, and so it's like so realistic. It is. So it's we amazing. do that. We do that a lot. Um, <laughs> and just, you know, um, then, you know, the fun stuff like bowling. Awesome. Hey, nothing wrong with bowling. Listen, we got a couple minutes left here, guys. And I have to ask. What are your plans for touring in the upcoming year? And are we going to be able to see you on the East Coast? So we are not saying yes or no yet um, because we're focused on releasing right now. We kind of need everyone to hear the new music so then we can go rock out, you know? So um, we definitely are discussing like a bunch of different plans um, for that and for um, some live shows in virtual reality, live shows online. Um, we're going to try to mix in as much as we can so that, you know, y'all aren't hanging, waiting for us to do something, you know. So we're, we're keeping an open mind to everything. Well, all I can say is if you do decide to tour, I hope you guys come to Pennsylvania, New Jersey. So we oh, yeah, I think that's. No, well, that's in Clifton. Right? Yeah. You might have to come. Do you guys have, you guys have a, um, a venue that. Like in that area, or is it, where's the nearest? Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I, one venue that, that you guys Bible. would be perfect in is Starland Ballroom. Oh, oh yeah, Starland. Starland. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm ten minutes from Starland. Or Vineland. Yeah, Vineland or Landis Theater. Landis Theater. Yeah, yeah the Starland. So we we played at we played at Dingbats in Clifton last. Time. Oh yeah, I know I know Dingbats. I know uh, that's where Eddie Trunk always has his annual that metal show okay. party. We mm -hmm. had a really great show there. It was really fun. We had a yeah, good time. Yeah, those guys are awesome. We had a really awesome time. And my parents were working the merch booth that night. Because awesome. we live in New Jersey. <laughs> where in, where in uh, Jersey do they live? They're down the shore. They're like, okay. yeah. They're, that was more entertaining than the show. That watching, was very. Watching them slinging yeah, merch. Yeah, <laughs> because my parents are like, you know, up there slinging the merch. Like, you know, they did Aren't a they good, wearing the shirts? They were too? wearing, they did a really good shot. <laughs> And when we were on tour with Mushroom Head, they came out and did, helped us with the merch. At, and I think it was in, in somewhere in PA. It was like uh, Allentown or something like that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Allentown. and they came to that, and they were <laughs> they were like out at the merch booth talking to people. They had a really good time. So, awesome, yeah. awesome. If I get back out to Vegas anytime soon, I'll check you guys out too. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But yeah, definitely keep us posted with any touring plans, anything like that. And then um, also message us so we can maybe see about sending you guys some sports and metal t-shirts. Hopefully you can oh, wear that for sure. awesome. on some we'll of your videos we'll or socials. We'll some stuff too. We'll just like exchange some stuff back. Yeah, there. absolutely. But listen, we want to thank you again for coming on the show. Um, once again, guys, please give a big warm welcome and thank you to Hal Sagan for joining thank the sports, sports Metal Podcast tonight. Uh, before we go, 
I want to give a shout out to La Terrain. Make sure you visit their website, www.la-t-o-u-r-a-i-n-e, tongue twister.com. Use our promo code SNM. Save 10% off your purchase at checkout. Check out BetUS. Use our affiliate link. You can see it on the screen. You're going to get 125% bonus on your first $100 deposit. And make sure to check out our website, sportsandmetal.com. You can see it there on the bottom. You get your thing on your fix on all things sports and metal. Uh, as always, this is Aaron Savage and Jason Voorhees saying rock on. And thanks again. Hail Sagan. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Woo! thanks for coming so on, guys. Have guys. a good one. You too. You too. Rock on. And that's our show. Tune in next time for more sports and metal. With Jason Voorhees and Aaron Savage. Oh, yeah. Got something to say? Hit us up at sportsandmetal0423 at yahoo.com or on Twitter at sportsandmetal.